You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson. Happy Hump Day, hockey fans. Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, an Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning in their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games and practices, as well as storylines from your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week. So the best way to keep up to date with all of this excitement is to download the Odyssey app, search Pucks and Bolts, Hit the auto-download button so that you can stay up to date on all of the excitement and of all things going on with Tampa Bay Lightning as they make that playoff push. We are in the most exciting part of the season. I am your host, Casey Hudson, and it's time for us to dive into a brand new episode of Pucks and Bolts. And Bolts fans, at least for the most part, this is going to be a very positive episode. The Bolts came off the road, and we know that road trips have not been their thing as of late. They're not finding too much success there. They're getting a little winded towards the last leg of road trips. And that's something that they want to overturn. Well, the best way to overturn that is to come back to home ice and get your confidence back. That has been the revolving theme for the Tampa Bay Lightning is finding that confidence, getting out of that slump and not hitting the panic button. Bolts fans, I think we can say the team is heading in the right direction. They come back for a four-game homestead opening versus the Philadelphia Flyers, who we know Torts has this team's number. He likes to push them to their limits. He likes to bring a physical element to the game that's just frustrating. And let's say that the Bolts came out on top 5-2, to two, starting the homestead off on a really good note, making some needed changes. And that includes two new bolts being in the lineup and some adjustments to the lines. And of course, guys, as you know, I love to talk about that Cooper shuffle. It takes place and a lot of shuffling had to happen to get the two new guys at the bottom six and worked in nicely. Now, unfortunately, when it comes to that next game, game two of the home said they did take it all the way through to overtime versus the Vegas Golden Knights who pulled a W off when they hosted the Tampa Bay Lightning earlier in the season While they collected one point, it was still a quality game for the Bolts for the majority. And Coach Cooper had some thoughts on it. He doesn't like when he feels like the game was in their hands and they had a tendency to give it away. Bolts beating Bolts has also been another reoccurring theme so far this season. After that, they did a pretty good job at pulling off a win versus Chicago. And then, unfortunately, they were unable to keep up with the Winnipeg Jets, who we know is a pretty dominant team, over 37 wins at this point. And at just kind of looked like fatigue. So all that to say, in the midst of their homestead, finding their confidence, getting their straw back, pushing out of that slump, we did have some injuries, but thankfully, they're nothing severe. Victor Hedman was out for a little bit. Steven Samkos got shaken up. Anthony Sorelli was gone for the third period versus the Winnipeg Jets. Everybody seems good to go, except for the fact that Steven Samkos is now listed as day-to-day. 
with an upper body injury. So thoughts out for the captain. Uh, everybody seems to be not concerned about this. Uh, even Coach Cooper was kind of mentioning the fact that at this point, there will be a lot of body maintenance decisions made. So if they don't have to push for a player to be in the lineup, they're not going to because the big picture here is to make sure that everybody is healthy and ready to go when it comes to that playoff push. That takes us out of well updates and all the news from players being injured, making bounce backs, and what that homestead looked like to the big picture, as I just mentioned. Some takeaways. Out of the last five games, the Bolts have pulled off three significant wins, which was very important for this team rolling out of this slump and starting to make those changes to actually say that they can contend in a tough Eastern Conference division. The first thing that I would say that is a positive for this team, something that they started to correct and make adjustments towards is breaking out the puck way better. Now, the funny part about this is that when you hear a player say it in the locker room after the game, you're thinking, okay, he just hockey jargoned me. What, what does this actually mean, breaking out the puck better? It means not getting tangled up in your own zone. It's not bad passing. It's not a bunch of turnovers. It's being able to dish and move the puck forward, stick to stick for your teammate, obviously, and create scoring chances for your team. They did that really well versus the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, here's the thing. I think the Flyers are a pretty quality team. I think so highly of some of their players as well. Hayes was a pain. Konecki is a pain. But it's the physical element that they bring to the ice that helps push teams out of their structure. They can cause teams to get flustered. They add a pressure, and they keep that pressure on their opponent's neck for almost a full 60 minutes. That's what makes the Flyers so dangerous. Whether they're a good team or a bad team, they have always been a high-pressure team. So to have that test first coming back home, being in the midst of this slump, not playing great hockey, I think that the Flyers were a great test for the Lightning to just see how well that they can adjust and move forward. And they started that adjustment with breaking out the puck way better. They're doing that with two new teammates that they're trying to get acclimated into their system. And Alex Kalorn almost had a hat trick. Once you start seeing these veterans that have kind of had quieter seasons or a few quiet months, getting into their getting into gear, getting their stride going, they're unstoppable. We saw Alex Gloran have a career high season last year, and he's on track to do the same thing this year. So nearly had a hat trick versus Philly. He was one of those guys whose puck management was so crucial to their success on the ice Tuesday, March 7th versus the Philadelphia Flyers. And then of course Nikita Kutrop had a three-point night. There's no surprise here. He's getting ready to hit a career high of multiple three-point nights and he just continues to stack when it gets when it comes to putting points on the board period and it's not even just in the assist column anymore he's starting to tally up and find his own stride when it comes to putting goals and pucks on net so that was very helpful obviously in helping this team's momentum helping them keep pressing forward but somebody else who was a major asset was a newcomer Tanner Janot while this guy is known to be a heavy hitter while it's his physicality that's talked about the most it's actually the fact that he knows how to get these pucks to his teammates and help set them up for scoring chances. He has three assistants joining the Tampa Bay Lightning. And honestly, it's been kind of discussed between all media members of the Lightning, including analysts, that he can be a scorer. He's just he's still waiting to find that sweet spot of confidence. But his ability to make sure that he shakes up the other team and creates takeaway chances, gets the puck back to his teammates, that's been something that he has done quick and early out the gate. So even through three, I think it was through four games, he had three assists. A little bit of a silence after that, but 
He had a team high of nine hits versus the Chicago Blackhawks on Saturday, and he just continues to build from there. So now, you know, we're just waiting for you to find your confidence to start scoring and to start picking up your own goals as a bull, and I'm sure it's coming very soon. So that all encompasses takeaway number one, breaking out the puck, and the team is doing that better and more consistently through the last five games, which takes me to takeaway number two. Uh, it's the readjustment to manage the rush, not creating self-defeat when you realize that you're being outworked when a team is is loading up on on-man rushes. A prime example of that would be last night versus the New Jersey Devils. That first period for, well, let's say the first 15 minutes was very much tilted in favor of the Devils, but it's the fact that they kept creating odd man rush after odd man rush after odd man rush. It was insufferable for the Tampa Bay Lightning. It looked like they were almost not going to find a, a find the ability to readjust and get within their structure, and they were able to do that by picking up a shorthanded goal thanks to Anthony Cirelli, his second shorthanded goal in the last two games. He had a shorty versus the Winnipeg Jets and another one last night. And this one last night wasn't all on Anthony Sorelli. No, as much as we love to talk about Tony on the ice, it was Brandon Hagel who helped get this going. It was his speed. It was his read. It was the fact that he drew in a defenseman for the Devils, knowing that he was going to create space and time for Anthony Sorelli. And they both pressed the net to make this shorthanded goal happen. It's beautiful to watch. Make sure you check it out on our Twitter at pucks and bolts but it's that readjustment this team has been able to make same thing with the Winnipeg Jets there was just consistent on-man rush situations happening for the bolts and typically when that happens they just tend to start beating themselves you can see them get flustered and they haven't been, been allowing that to take the wind out of their sails lately they have found ways to bounce back they have found ways to try to counteract that uh, while it was a little too late versus the Winnipeg Jets it was not too late versus the New Jersey Devils last night. This team readjusted in the final six minutes of the first frame. They completely owned the second period, which is something that is a rarity for this team. This is a strong first and third period team, especially in the third period. Yesterday, they had three unanswered goals in the second period alone and just continued to keep the shots on goal coming. So that's takeaway number two from a team rolling out of a slump, their readjustment to manage odd man rushes and not creating a self-defeat. I feel like it goes hand in hand, so we're just going to put that as a tally for two. And then third, but most definitely not least, if that makes that much sense, last but not least is probably the better way to say that, uh, keep shooting. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds simple. And I know if you talk to a hockey player in the locker room, the biggest thing they hate is when when fans are sitting there screaming, shoot. Well, in this instance, it was time for them to listen to the fans just a little bit, as well as Phil Esposito, who's been asking these players to just shoot the freaking puck. It's finally happening, guys. They're getting shots on goal. They're getting well over 35 shots on goal uh, in the last five games. Their lowest shot on goal tally was last night versus the New Jersey Devils at just 30. But outside of that, they've almost been pushing 40 shots on goal in the four games prior to that. Now, why is this simple phrase so important? Why is this a takeaway? Well, because when you overpass the puck, you're eliminating chances to finally put pucks on net. What do they say? If you put enough pucks on net, eventually one's going to land. Yeah, but you got to freaking put pucks on net. They weren't doing that. They were overpassing to the point of frustration. They were getting cute with it in some instances. And then it starts creating some individualism on a, on, on pace for these guys that do so well when they work together. So something that's been a major takeaway for this team, aiding in their success, aiding in the points that they were able to pick up is the fact that they have continued to shoot
Now, who has been a key uh, game changer for this, if, if, if you would say? I have to say it's Mikey Asimont, a new bolt. Um, and why I'm giving him so much credit to this is because the minute that he hit the ice with a lightning jersey, he doesn't keep the puck on his stick for long. He continues to push that puck towards the net. Not even push, he takes shooting opportunities in the craziest ways. And that's how you land those sharp angle goals. You're not waiting to constantly be in the perfect position to take the shot. And I think that has started to generate and motivate uh, other players around him to stop holding onto the puck so long and to just take the shot. We saw that a couple times last night, and it aided in this team's favor. Perfect example, fans, is when Brandon Hagel's charging down the ice, and he has Nikita Kucherov clear and open, ready to go. We've seen these two get cute towards the goal and choose which one's going to land the goal. And Brandon Hagel had a moment where he's like, no, I'm going to take this, to the point where he almost felt guilty afterwards because he looked at Kucherov like, sorry, man. But he took the shot. Beautiful shot, beautiful goal, and just aided to the confidence that this team needs to show that everybody can get on to, to can add a goal to the tally. Everybody can get involved, and you don't have to overthink the process. So, seeing that Brandon Hagel did not make that last push to Nikita Kucherov, which could have potentially resulted in no goal, um, and being able to get that extra goal on the board was extremely helpful for this team. And again, I credit Mikey A. Simon for being somebody who's kind of changing the ways there because as soon as he gets the puck on his stick, he's shooting it. Doesn't matter what he's doing, whether he's twisting, turning backwards, uh, cramming the net, trying to do a wind around, whatever the case may be, he's has one goal and one goal only if he's not physically bodying somebody up on the board. So I think that that is something that can help this team not only get past this slump, but also make those big pushes when they start going against those other difficult teams in this Eastern Conference and just keep shooting the puck. Don't overthink it. Nick Paul, it's time to get a goal. There's a few guys on this team where, you know, they've been a little silent lately and they're due. It's their time. And if they just adapt to that, shoot the puck, then they will finally get there. And that's not me being critical. That's a, that's Phil Esposito. That's your, that's your leading guy saying to get the job done. Uh, some quick notes from last night's victory. As I mentioned, they played a solid, solid game versus the New Jersey Devils. Didn't look that way the first 15 of the first frame, but eventually they pulled it together after that momentum swing of Anthony Sorelli and Brandon Hagel. The first thing that the New Jersey Devils did that kept the bolts kind of scattered and without a structure in that first frame was the fact that they were, it was their skating style that kind of kept throwing them off. It was hard to pair up and create coverage and, uh, have your mark. There was a little bit of confusion there. So miscommunication has been an issue for the Bolts, but they corrected that very quickly last night. As I mentioned, the shorthanded goal was a spark for the Bolts, but it was Brandon Hagel who had a three-point night, just involved in everything. I think what I love about last night's game and what I love about Brandon Hagel's game specifically is that you saw a hockey IQ that we have not seen this season. Now, I'm not saying that he's not a smart player. I think he's a phenomenally smart player, but I'm saying that I think we saw those smarts used uh very differently last night and that's a great sign for the time of, of the season that we're in and where this season is heading so i think it only does us right to lead us into some cherry pickers conversation now i'm not going to leave it to just one cherry picker as i've mentioned there's been about five games that have taken place four game homestead one of two games that will take place in New Jersey happened last night. And if it wasn't a dead giveaway already, Brandon Hagel is one of my cherry pickers. The first cherry picker I have to go with. 24 goals, 32 assists, 56 points, plus 20. And six of those 24 goals are power play goals. Um, 
We've talked about him a lot. I think it's been a minute since we've actually really dove into Brandon Hagel and his game. Um, if there was quick little touches that I had to say about what more there is to love about the guy who should be talked about that much more, it's the fact that he leads the league in takeaways. Um, he's not just a great four checker. He's got great vision on the ice and he can be placed on any line. We've seen Cooper shuffle it up a bit where, you know, when they're going up against tough teams where they kind of need to isolate top players in the league, it's Brandon Hagel and Anthony Sorelli that they pair together to make sure that that happens. So any tall task that's handed to Brandon Hagel, he handles it so well. He's such an asset to this team, obviously. And to have the the signature of trust from a guy like Nikita Kucherov should tell you almost anything that you need to know. Kuch trusts him. This team trusts him. And his game is just getting started with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So uh, Brandon Hagel, my first cherry picker. My second one is going to be the new guy, Mikey Acemont. Why? Well, because of the way he plays. He's listed at six foot. I'm going to say he's a little shorter than that, but who knows? Anyway, small packaged guy big hitter. He is not afraid to get physical. He loves to piss people off on the ice. A lot of people have compared him to Yanni Gord, and some people even compared him to Tyler Johnson. I'm not sure I would compare him to either. I think that he may have the four-checking fluster ability of Yanni Gord, but he's still a bit different when it comes to his shooting style, when it comes to his eagerness to trying to make goals happen. I think it's a matter of time before this guy starts really landing these goals. But I just love the fact that he's not afraid to drop the gloves. I love how physical he is. I love how great he does with dishing out the puck. Um, he's going to be someone on this roster who also starts tallying up in takeaways. He's just got a great eye for it. And I wanted to kind of see what it would look like with him and Hagel on the same line. But you don't want two nearly, I don't want to say identical players, but two people that can finesse uh, certain skill sets in the same manner on the same line, obviously. Him and Tanner Janot got to play together last night, which I was excited about because they both carry a physical presence. Uh, they both have the ability to get the puck out to their teammates. Um, so we'll see if that lineup happens again on Thursday, having a little bit more time to gel together, how they can expand upon that. But um, Mikey Asimont has just been golden. Also something that I love about his time so far in Tampa is that through his first four games, he had four-plus shots on goal. So that just confirms how eager this guy is to make sure that something's going to land or an opportunity is created for his line mates. So big fan of Mikey Acemont and what we've seen so far from him leading to my, uh, or not leading to, but <laughs> closing out of my cherry pickers. And um, quick little shout out to Alex Kalorn. I mentioned where his career is going right now and how well he's playing so far this season. I actually had him as an anytime goal scorer for BetQL and he came through for me last night. That was at a plus 350, by the way, guys. So it, it wasn't really all that hopeful that it was something that was going to happen. But, hey, when a guy's hot, he's hot, and you got to roll with it. So three takeaways, two cherry pickers, and another matchup with the New Jersey Devils coming Thursday night. That'll be second of the three matchups that this team will have, two in Jersey, and then Jersey comes down to Tampa Bay on Sunday. And in between that, they have the Montreal Canadiens. And Marty St. Louis in a Hall of Fame party going down Saturday at Amelie Arena. So stay up to date with us on all the excitement at Pucks and Bolts on Twitter, as well as on the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, search Pucks and Bolts, hit the auto download button, and stay up to date on all of the news, excitement, and then some revolving around your Tampa Bay Lightning team. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Pucks and Bolts, and we will catch you next time. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 